Welcome to the podcast of First Universalist Church of Minneapolis. We are a welcoming and progressive Unitarian Universalist congregation, deeply committed to love and justice. To learn more, visit us online at firstuniversalistchurch.org. Good morning. Good morning. It is so good to be together. Welcome to this community of love and hope where folks have been gathering for generations to share in the spirit of love, to care for each other, to offer inspiration and sustenance and support. We gather together because we need each other. Life is not to be lived alone. While we absolutely encourage individual spiritual practice, we know that we must come together as a collective if we are to change the world and to change our lives as well. How we come together in community matters. I'm so glad that each and every one of you are here in person and online. It is good to be together. My name is Jen Crow. I'm one of your ministers here at First Universalist Church where we welcome one and all. And I have to tell you, it feels good to be singing some of the familiar hymns together, to be singing about gathering in the spirit, about being together in compassion and strength and hope. And as I was singing this morning, there's one line in this hymn that I was like, what is it? Our trials in this light appear all the same. I thought, no, <laughs> no. We all have trials, we all suffer, we all have experiences where we need care and support, but our trials are not all the same. We each arrive with our own individual identities and life experiences. We are all influenced by different oppressions and privileges, and no, our trials are not all the same. And as we pray each week, may love be what makes every suffering bearable for us all. May the love we share make our trials livable for us all. This is part of who we are, each of us welcome and wanted, each of us whole and holy and worthy, just as we arrive here, exactly who we are, each of us with room to grow, too. Here at this church, we believe in the spirit of love and hope, and we trust in the cycles of giving and receiving and growing together. And we put our faith into action in some very specific ways together. We listen deeply to where love is calling us next. We welcome, affirm, and protect the light in each and every human heart. We act with humility and courage and compassion in service to justice. We believe that the transformation of the world and the transformation of ourselves are intimately interconnected, and we commit to creating spaces of liberation and joy, of love within, among, and beyond ourselves. Here we make room for our whole selves. If you're joining us in the sanctuary or if you are off on a walk or at home or wherever you are, it's okay to move around, not to have to sit exactly still as we are together. This is a big space. Wherever you are, feel free to use the space. 
We remember for those joining in person that COVID-19 is still among us, and we ask everyone to mask in the building unless you're speaking from the pulpit or leading singing or eating or drinking down in the social hall. If you're new to First Universalist, we are especially glad that you're here. It is a joy to get to be leading worship today with Reverend Arif Mamdani and Franco Holder and Lori Stevens. We're grateful to Jen and John who are helping us with tech and making sure that folks at home and here in person can have the best experience possible. Thank you as always to our visual arts team. Uh, you'll notice whether you're here in the sanctuary or at home that the beautiful scenery behind me, I want to let you in on something. It changes every single week. There is something different going on up there. So especially if you're here, kiddos, families, all of us, you can spend some time taking a look to see what is different week to week. Make noticing one of your spiritual practices. We're grateful to Meredith Sims for arranging our flowers today and our ushers and greeters, Sarah and Joyce and Sarah and Rochelle and Sarah and Marie. <laughs> Thank you all for welcoming us in today. Let's take a moment to welcome ourselves to this space and time. This is a time every week where we just pause and breathe together on purpose, a chance to remember how connected we are to one another, to the past, to the future. So I invite you in whatever way feels comfortable for you to settle your body. For me, I take a moment to notice where my body is touching the ground or this pulpit. Take a moment to let myself be a little more still. And then if you like, I invite us to breathe together on purpose. Breathing in, breathing out slowly. Breathing in, breathing out slowly. And once more at your own pace, breathing in, breathing out. From this space of connection, we remember that through our breath, through our bodies, through the water and the air, we are all connected. We remember that this place, wherever we are, was inhabited for thousands of years and is inhabited still by members of the native nations of the land. And we commit ourselves to learning the larger stories of all people and all beings of this land to truth-telling, and to repair. And together we light our chalice and say our covenant words together. I invite you to join me. Love is the spirit of this church, and service is its law. This is our great covenant, to dwell together in peace, to seek the truth in love, and to help one another. Good morning. My name is Lori Stevens, and I am your Cummins Ministerial Intern for this year. Who here knows the song, The Green Grass Grows All Around? 
Great. I'm going to need your help singing along. And if you don't know it, that's okay. It's pretty easy to pick up. Um, if you want, you can, you can rise. You can move into the aisles and get some space because we're going to be moving like a tree and wiggling around, especially our kiddos. You can come down here if you want. <sighs> Excellent. So for part of it, you're going to repeat after me, and for part of it, we'll be all together. So repeat after me. Great. Out in the woods, there was a tree, the tallest tree that you ever did see. Now all together, the tree in the hole, in the hole, in the ground, and the green grass grew all around, all around, and the green grass grew all around. Now on that tree, there was a branch. As we come into this time of prayer, this time of centering, this time of meditation, I invite you to put down what you're holding, what you're holding in your hands or what you're holding in your heart. Just set down those worries, the mental to-do list that follows us around everywhere. Just let it know that you will be back for it in a moment. You're not going anywhere. But this is time for you to connect in, to connect among, and to connect beyond. And in that spirit, let's move into a time where we hold quiet together. Remembering that 
quiet silence is the absence of adult talking and that all other sounds are a gift from the divine. Let us move into this time of silence and this shared breath that makes us one. Congregation, will you pray with me? Spirit of life, Spirit of love, source of reason and radiance that animates and endows our lives. We are grateful for the reminders of your presence within us and among us and beyond us this day. If God is that which is greater than us, upon which we are wholly reliant and cannot live without, then nature all of the vast natural universe may well be the greatest expression of God that there is. In our tiny little corner of that vastness and on the scale of the universe it is so tiny as to be laughably insignificant here in our tiny little corner. Seasons are changing and changing in earnest. It can be tempting to think the change started just now, right as the calendar turned the equinox corner, but it didn't. We are always in a dance of daylight. Losing minutes or gaining minutes, seasons always in a process of change. So too with all of nature. Always naturing. Help us to remember, Holy One, that even our ideas of nature and science, theories of psychology, folksy sayings about change being hard or people resist change, help us to remember that these two are built in and on and of culture, less solid than stardust, though perhaps more real in our lives. Help us to loosen our grip, knowing that change is ever present, and our work in life is not to stop change, not to put a box around it, but to shape it as it shapes us. 
Holy One, may we learn to partner with the movement of the larger love that moves through us that we might live happier lives, do less harm, and know ourselves more fully a part of this grand and vast mystery. These cycles of change move through our lives and the lives of those we hold dear. I invite you to speak aloud, to type in the chat, or to hold in silence those you would like to lift up in worship today those you would surround in the care of this congregation, particularly and especially if the name that you speak is your own. And as the names, the people, the places, the concerns that weigh down our hearts, the joys that lift our spirits as you share all these. And holding all these spoken aloud or held in the silence of our hearts. We pray that the grip of addiction be loosened, that the weight of oppression be lightened, that truth be told, that joy break through, and that love make every suffering bearable for us all. May it be so. Amen. I invite you to join in singing Spirit of Life. Sunday mornings, we have the opportunity to give thanks for what we have and to give for those who have less. Uh, this morning, our offering will be shared with Beacon Interfaith Housing. As a collaborative of congregations to which first you belongs, 
Beacon is united in action to create homes and advance equitable housing. As an interfaith collaborative of congregations, Beacon's partner congregations, like us, join our efforts together to achieve more than one ever could alone. The offering will be gratefully received as we listen to Franco share a beautiful song with us. Thank you. Some days, some days you preach the sermon that you need to hear. This is not where I thought I was going this morning. I had a map and a destination in mind, but my GPS broke and I am terrible at directions. So let me tell you where I was headed offering this as, um, as, a, as a bit of a, a, a sign, if you will, uh, a guidepost. Maybe we'll get somewhere near it. So here's where I thought I was headed. Belonging is a dynamic process embedded in culture Humans try to make it a static one, 
suffering ensues. It is because of that suffering that today I am preaching the sermon that I need to hear. There has been too much suffering already. Things have been said, people have been hurt. What I want to say to us, and by us I mean the black indigenous people of color in the room, what I want to say to us has three parts. Part one, I long for that field out beyond right doing and wrong doing where the phrase each other starts to lose meaning. That field that Rumi points us at. Part two, this understanding that paradox is our greatest spiritual gift from Carl Jung. And part three, pointed at, pointed to, by Luis Erdrich, that life will break you, but being alone won't save us. So our work is to be together, together. For the record, brown poet, white psychiatrist, native poet, multicultural right from the get. Out beyond ideas of wrongdoing and rightdoing, there is a field. I'll meet you there. When the soul lies down in that grass, the world is too full to talk about. Ideas, language, even the phrase each other doesn't make any sense. I want to go there now, that field, that place of communion, the space I can sometimes touch in meditation where the boundaries of self dissolve, that place where community cannot help but be beloved because everything is me and everything is us and words like interconnection and interdependence are too small for the experience in my heart and in my body. This is what I yearn for. And from talking with many of you, I know that you yearn for this place too. A place beyond the identities that so many of us put on and that are put on to us. The masks that we cannot live within but fear that we cannot live without. The fact that when we get together in BIPOC space, so often, so much of our time is engaged in the conversation about the whiteness of the spaces that we spend so much time in, sharing in heartfelt ways the struggle and pain of living in a culture that denies our humanity, and so rarely having the time and space to invest in our own growth and creation of a shared culture that feeds and nourishes our growth and wholeness. When all of our time is spent holding each other through the daily onslaughts of micro to macro aggressions, when the taking care is tending to the boundaries we need in order to make it through the next hour or the next day 
our ability to move into co-creation is stymied. And right now, still in the midst of a global pandemic, still in the midst of communal grieving and trauma response that needs more tending, that needs more care, to do anything that tends to even a part of your spirit is a lot. To do anything that tends to even a part of your spirit can be enough. Maybe one way that we get to that field that Rumi is pointing us to is to help each other quiet the inner voices of urgency and scarcity that amplify anxiety. Remember with me that Rumi is pointing us to communion with God and a communion that is perhaps best realized when we find communion in community. We can remember together that our greater purpose is always waiting for us and won't slip away just because we need to break bread together, to sing together, to hold each other as we weep for the harm we experience, even and perhaps especially when we experience it in this place that claims love as its spirit, but too often implies that we are not part of that love, not as we are. We are in the midst of paradox, and these days there are many. As Adrian Rich said, this is the oppressor's language, yet I need it to talk with you. What do I mean by that? This, I have never had a complete conversation in the tongues of my people. Let me say that again. I have never had a full conversation in the languages of my people. And I am one of the lucky ones who knows my people's language when I hear it. I have enough of it in me that I sometimes dream in those languages. Little snippets that remind me that I am part of a bigger and older story. Some of us don't even have that. Erased like so much else of who we are. And so in the language of our colonizers, captors, enslavers, and jailers, we reach for a freedom that we may not have known in body, but that we dream of in spirit. At least for me, a feeling of inside-outside is such a big part of what it has meant for me to live as a person of color within Unitarian Universalism. The theology of this faith speaks to our yearning and aspiration for belonging. We hear interconnection and interdependence and inherent worth and dignity, and we come in only to find that the culture of our congregations contradicts the theology. True in every congregation that I am aware of. And it isn't hard to understand why. White supremacy culture is first and foremost a culture. As my friend Susan Raffo often reminds me, quoting native historian and visionary John Mohawk, culture is a community's collective agreement on the best way to survive. 
Let me say that again. Culture is a community's collective agreement on the best way to survive. When we talk about white supremacy culture, the culture's purpose is to survive. And when supremacy and oppression are the means to survival, it points at a deeper spiritual illness and a deep-rooted fear. Which makes sense if you think about it. If you roll up on a country, violently remove and displace the indigenous population and steal the land, is it any wonder that you're going to spend the rest of your lives looking over your shoulders, expecting someone else to come and do the same? Is it any wonder, then, that an elaborate cultural system of supremacy would be created to instill and extend a system of ensuring that what was done by the colonizers isn't done to them? and in particular by the folks most likely to have beef with them. We are in this cultural soup trying to find ways out of it. For us, for each other, and for our collective ability to survive on this planet. Complicating this is the fact that we are working to create culture and practice, but not entirely from scratch, Yet we're also not copying and pasting from somewhere else. We, we black and brown and indigenous and people of color, are different from each other. We might yearn from the same communion, but our own pathways there are varied and diverse. We're not one-size-fits-all, and creating culture is hard. It takes time. It takes patience. It takes real relationship. And most of all, it takes faith. Faith that it is worth doing and worth doing here. I want to taste the fruits of my labors. And I know that we may not. Our efforts might be about feeding our children and our grandchildren. May we hold this theology that commands us to open our hearts ever wider while we hold fast to boundaries about what love looks like in public. Boundaries and love are not mutually exclusive. May we hold this paradox with love until we can resolve it into freedom. Luis Erdrich knows something of this journey. She writes, Life will break you. Nobody can protect you from that. And being alone won't either, for solitude will also break you with its yearning. You have to love. You have to feel. It is the reason you are here on earth. You have to risk your heart. You are here to be swallowed up. And when it happens that you are broken or betrayed or left or hurt or death brushes too near, 
Let yourself sit by an apple tree and listen to the apples falling all around you in heaps, wasting their sweetness. Tell yourself that you tasted as many as you could. We are in a moment where so much is breaking and broken. Look around. See the great resignation of so many people from so many jobs, the flagging attendance in churches of every denomination, the cynicism about our community institutions, the supply chains that cannot be resurrected fully, the whole house of cards is teetering and the planet burns. This is not a time to try to fix what was never built for us in the first place, but to create what we long for. And Erdrich reminds me in her no-nonsense way that this will be hard. That trying to live this life in community will break me, but that the opposite will break me too. She reminds me that I cannot live if I do not feel, and that feeling, even and maybe especially the things that I don't want to feel, is the only way to fully taste this once and never again life. So, BIPOC beloveds, I think we are in a moment where we have to love. I think we are in a moment where we have to feel, where we have to risk our hearts, knowing that when we are broken or betrayed or left or hurt, that we can sit beside the tree, beside each other, replenish ourselves and each other, and thereby go on. Our saving grace is that we do this together. I invite you to grab a hold with me of the opportunities we have now and in the days to come to dream and define together a shared path for our collective unfolding that names and claims our space of belonging here. When the soul lies down in that grass, the world is too full to talk about. Ideas, language, even the phrase each other doesn't make any sense. Out beyond ideas of wrongdoing and rightdoing, there is a field. I will meet you there. May it be so. Amen.
dear ones, as you go forth, guided by love, may you find those fields, those places where the soul lies down in that grass and the world is too full to talk about, where ideas, language, even the phrase each other doesn't make any sense. May you find, may we find together those places out beyond ideas of wrongdoing and rightdoing. May we find that field. I will see you there. May it be so. Amen. Thank you for listening to this podcast from First Universalist Church of Minneapolis. We are a welcoming community that finds strength in the diversity of identities of all who find inspiration and comfort here. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider supporting our ministry. Text FIRSTUNIV, that's F-I-R-S-T-U-N-I-V, to 73256 to make your gift. If you are able to join us in person for Sunday worship, we'd love to see you in church. To learn more, visit us online at firstuniversalistchurch.org.